This is Dish and Dirt with Gary Pickren, South Carolina's only podcast dedicated to the real estate agent craft. And now the host of Dish and Dirt, Gary Pickren. And greetings and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dish and Dirt. I'm your often opinionated but rarely wrong host, Gary Pickering, coming to you from the friendly confines of Blair Cato Pickering Cashron in beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, this the third week of December. That's right, one week away from Christmas. Unfortunately, that also means the week between Christmas and New Year's, we will not be doing a Dish and Dirt. So this will be our last episode of 2023. And while I know that scares you and that you probably are worried about your withdrawals next week of not having a Dish and Dirt episode, the good news is we have between 160 and 170 episodes that you can go back and listen to by simply going to this podcast platform you're on right now and scroll down and look at all the other episodes. And I'm sure you can find something that will either entertain you, inspire you, or make you angry. So enjoy some of those older episodes so that you don't have withdrawals from Dish and Dirt. With that being said, I do want to spend a second and thank you for making 2023 an exceptional year for Dish and Dirt. Our listeners grew tremendously over the years, uh, and particularly in 2023. And what was so exciting about 2023 was that we picked up a lot of new listeners in areas that we don't even have closing offices. So that means the word is spreading amongst the real estate agents. That's what we want. Our job, our goal Our plan here is to try to use this podcast to make what you do easier and better. So I greatly appreciate everybody spreading the word. I'd also be remiss if I did not thank you for all the closings that you have sent Blair Cato Picker and Casterline in 2023. It does absolutely mean the world to me, Cynthia Brew and Kevin and everybody here at Blair Cato. So a great thank you for all of your support on Dish and Dirt and for Blair Cato. This week's show is going to be really cool. What we're going to do is talk about marketing and where you find your inspiration for your marketing. As you enter into 2024, we need to be looking at our marketing. Are we going to continue to do what we've been doing for the previous four or five years? Are we going to simply copy the top agents in our market and look like a cheaper version of them? Or are we going to try to find inspiration somewhere that allows us to come up with a very unique, different inspiring type of marketing that will help us grow our business. And so we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to give you some examples of things we've done here at Blair Cato and how we found the inspiration. And some of it might actually surprise you of where we came up with some of these ideas. So we'll talk about that. But first, I do want to make an announcement. February 13, 2024, go ahead and mark your calendars. We will have our third annual Real Estate Success Summit. I am extremely excited about this year's lineup. We have international speakers. We have one speaker coming who has trained over 100,000 real estate agents worldwide. He's almost like a pit bull, Mr. Worldwide. So really excited about the lineup. We're going to be having some announcements coming out about who all will be in this lineup. So go ahead and mark your dates for February 13, 2024, real estate Success Summit, and it will be at the Columbia Convention Center. So we're very excited to announce that. So let's go ahead and jump right into our show today. I understand that it is very easy to struggle with finding a great marketing idea. But finding that great marketing idea does a couple things for you. It's going to help you reach your target office, help you reach your target audience. It's going to help you attract new customers, which is what we all need. And more importantly, it's going to help you grow that brand. If you don't have a brand, first thing you need to do is figure out what your brand is. 
If you look at the top agents in your MLS, you'll notice one thing. They always seem to be cutting edge. I like to call it their, their newness. They always have what's new, the newness of what's going on in the market. Whether it's they were the first to do video emails or the first to do drones or the first to do Metaport, whatever it was, these top agents always seem to be cutting edge. They're always the first to do something. Now, the second agents in our market seem to be those agents who just keep doing the same thing year after year and expecting different results. And they muddle along there in the middle and seem to fade away at some point. And why wouldn't they? Because there's nothing new. There's nothing exciting. And what we know is the consumer, whether it's a consumer of homes, a consumer of cars, or even consumer of a soda pop, that consumer wants what's new, what's trending, what's hot. And if we continue to do the same things that we've been doing year in and year out, nothing's different. It's the same old, same old. And as we're sitting in a market now where millennials are hitting our market, they want it different than when their parents bought houses or their grandparents bought houses. So our market is changing and we need to be keeping up with the market with what, as I called, newness. What is going to be new? Your goal as a real estate agent is to try to differentiate your brand from the other 40,000 real estate agents. You're right. You heard that right. 40,000 real estate agents in South Carolina. How do you do that? How do you differentiate yourself when everybody's pretty much doing the same thing? Well, clearly somebody's figured out how to differentiate themselves when you look at the top 10 or 15 agents on the MLS in the market, they have done something different that has made them extremely successful. So what is it they're doing? How is it that they become so successful? It's They figured out something different in the marketplace that no one else is doing. So how do we get there? Well, the first thing we can do is we just copy them. Why not? Just find the top 10 agents in your market and do exactly what they do. And sure, you can do that. Pretty lame-ass way of getting business and you're going to look pretty much lame-ass like all you're doing is copying somebody. But that's certainly one thing that you could do. Just copy those. And the funny thing is that those agents will actually show you what they do. They will probably sit down and meet with you face-to-face and tell you everything they do. I asked Patrick O'Connor one time, I said, why do you sit down and tell other agents what you do? You do it at webinars and you do it at events for Colwell Banker and other places. Why would you tell other agents what make you successful? What makes you successful? Why would you do this? He said, quite frankly, agents won't do it. They just won't. They like to hear what I do, but no one will follow it. They don't want to do it. It's work. And he's right on that. Um, So agents can literally show you what they do, but a lot of people won't do it. But even if they do it, they aren't doing it the same way the top agents are, and you should become a cheaper version of the top agents. And the funny thing is, there are agents who'll do it. Many law firms here in my market copy everything that we do, from our styling to how even our logo looks, to our colors, to the events we do, to how their closing room is set up, to the clothes they wear. It's amazing how a lot of these law firms just copy what we do. And that's okay with me, because they can't do it like Blair Cato. I mean, Let's take a couple examples. My wife and I created about nine years ago the signs that now every closing attorney in Columbia uses. It's the signs that when you come in, it says my real estate agent rocks or has their logo on it or whatever. We came up with that about nine years ago and started using it. Now you can't go into any real estate closing office, attorney-wise. It doesn't have those signs. And that's fine. They all just copied what we did. We knew it would happen. And then my staff and I came up with the idea of putting pictures of the house on the TVs. You know, we've always had TVs in our closing room since we've been in business. 
And then we started putting pictures of the MLS of the house up there with congratulations and other kind of comments like that and thanking the lenders and thanking the real estate agents. And now every time I look on uh, Instagram and see an attorney's office, they have the TV with the MLS pictures on them. And so, you know, that's fine. I'm not complaining. I just think it's funny. I guess the old saying goes that imitation is the best form of flattery. But it just proves my point that you simply can copy others in your industry and just become a cheaper version of the creator of the idea. So for you guys as agents, what do you what do you do? Do you just keep copying those top 10 agents in the market? I understand trying to come up with fresh and effective marketing ideas is very challenging. And the most challenging thing, in my opinion, is where do you even become inspired? Where do you get the ideas from? They don't just fall out of trees. So how do you find the inspiration to come up with something different? Well, first of all, it might require some thinking and some observing. I did a legal tip many years ago. I think I was actually at the University of Texas when I was doing it. And I did the legal tip on thinking. And one of the things I said in this legal tip is that I don't think we think enough in our industry. And I don't mean that we do things without thinking. What I mean is that we don't do the deep down thinking that's required to push our business forward. You know, the kind of thinking where you sit outside with your favorite chair and your favorite beverage and a pen and a pad, and you just sit there and brainstorm, and you think about what your brand means to people and where it's going, and is it where, what you want it to be, and how do I get it where I want to be, and what do I want to say? What, what am I trying to convey to people? That kind of thinking, that's the kind of thinking we don't do enough of, and that's where you come up with these ideas, is literally sitting down and, and thinking, and a lot of it is why you're sitting there thinking is what's inspiring to me, what's new in the market, what's new in other types of market, what where can I find these ideas to make better marketing decisions? So for the rest of this podcast today, what I'm going to do is discuss what inspired me to come up with a couple of the unique things that we do here at Blair Cato. And I think you'll see from what inspired me that many of these ideas come from everyday places and everyday things. It was just from observing things. So there's an article that I just read from bobtrace.com. It was entitled, 19 websites where you can find marketing inspirations in 2023. And so the first thing they said was, what is market inspiration? Or what is marketing inspiration? They say it's this. The concepts, ideas, and tactics that inspire and direct marketing operations are referred to as marketing inspiration. It can originate from a number of places, such as market trends, customer trends, and the triumphs and failures of rival businesses. Marketing inspiration can influence the direction and emphasis of marketing efforts and inspire creativity and innovation in marketing initiatives. Research, industry events, and other marketing materials are just a few examples of places to look for marketing inspiration, which may play a significant role in creation of successful marketing plans. And I agree with what they say. However, they left out looking at businesses outside of your market. And that's where I find most of my inspiration. There are many places to find inspiration. So let me show you just three. And the reason I show you these three is so that you can see that you don't have to do a ton of research, you don't have to pay for consultants, you don't have to pay for marketing companies, and you don't have to copy what the other agents are doing in your business. Be your own top marketer and come up with your own cool ideas. When somebody told me that this other local real estate firm was doing what we do at Blair Cato, that agent told me, he says, yeah, but you know, all they are is Blair Cato light. They're not like the real deal. And I thought that was pretty funny, and it kind of proved my point. Stop copying the top agents and becoming a lighter version of them. Become the bolder version of them by having a better plan than they do, something that's different. And that's not to say you can't get inspiration from top agents in other markets. 
Heck, I talked to real estate agents in, all over the country. In fact, I had one of my good friends from Virginia on just a few months ago, and we shared a lot of great ideas together. And he's going to probably implement some of the things that we do, and we're looking at implementing some of the things they do. I also talked to my good friend, Justin Tucker, who's been on our Dish and Dirt uh, podcast multiple times and have come up with many great ideas that Justin has developed out in Washington State. So you can get inspiration from other agents. I just would not look to copy anybody in my market. So the first thing at Blair Cato I can tell you about is our beer. As anyone who's ever closed at Blair Cato knows, Blair Cato has its own beer. We have our own signature beer that your clients and you can have at a closing, and it's called Closing Time. And people often ask me, how in the world did you come up with the idea of having your own beer? Well, let me tell you where I got the inspiration for that. My family, when the kids were really young, used to go to Williamsburg, Virginia all the time. It was an easy vacation for the kids. You walk around the historic area. The kids enjoyed all of the learning. I enjoyed the good beer and the food there. And one day I was drinking one of the beers called Lord Chesterfield. And on the back of it, it said brewed and bottled Yingling. And all this time, I thought I was drinking a beer that was brewed in Williamsburg. But the fact was, it was brewed in Pennsylvania. So when Columbia Craft came next door I start, uh, to our office in downtown Columbia, I started thinking, why would we not do a beer with Columbia Craft? So the guys at Columbia Craft wanted to sponsor some of our events. We had a meeting and sat down with Richard and Andrew, and I proposed the idea. And I told him my story of being in Williamsburg and said, you know, we'd really like to have a beer, a Blair Cato beer. They loved the idea. They were already talking to the University of South Carolina about making a Gamecock beer. So we sat down, came up with the name Closing Time, and the next thing you know, Blair Cato had its own beer that was brewed by Columbia Craft. My inspiration came from being in Williamsburg and realizing that I didn't have to brew my own beer. I could get a brewery to brew my beer and put my label on it. And that was where that inspiration comes. Now, the good news for everybody is we're now creating a second beer. And coming in 2024, we'll have a second rotating beer that will go along with Closing Time. Not going to reveal the name now. We're working on the name. You'll get the name being revealed in a couple of weeks. But what's so great, I think, about this idea is I don't know that this idea can be copied. If another real estate firm in Columbia tried to come up with their own beer, then it completely looks like a copycat and looks like a cheaper version of what we're doing. So not only was it great inspiration that I got from being in Williamsburg, Virginia, but the idea was easy for us to implement, being that Columbia Craft was next door to us and the owners of that building, on our building as well as on that brewery. And we were able to work together to come with, come together for this idea that's probably not something that somebody else can copy or mimic. Now, the second idea I want to talk about where we found inspiration outside of our market was the use of iPads in our closing room. So if you come to a closing at Blair Cato, one thing you'll notice is that we have iPads in every one of our closing rooms with music playing. And I don't think anybody else is doing that yet. I'm sure at some point somebody will copy it, but I don't think anybody is doing it yet. So where do we come up with the inspiration for that? Well, I was at my dentist's office, and I noticed that as the dentist was getting ready to do unspeakably painful things to my teeth, that I was not really focused on what he was doing. I was focusing on the music that was playing in the room. 
And luckily for me, the song reminded me of the trip that my family had just taken to Yosemite. I think it was a country music song that we had heard about 10 times in Yosemite. You know, country music has the habit of doing that. They'll play the same song that's new 50 million times until you absolutely hate it. And I just remembered that song. And so as I was sitting there in the dentist chair, I'm really visualizing being in Yosemite and remembering the fun time that we had and some of the hikes that we had had. And so I thought to myself, wow, why couldn't we do something like this in my office? Because people associate places and events in their life with music. So why not do the same thing in a closing room? People are already nervous when they come to a real estate closing. This would hopefully calm them down, help them focus on something. Music always calms people down. People also are making a monumental purchase. If a song comes on that helps mark that memory for them, when they hear that song, it brings the closing process and Blair Ghetto back up in their mind. The beautiful thing is with XM Radio, it allows them to choose the type of music they want to hear and gives them control at the closing. And I remember one time walking in, I think it was in early October, and somebody had Christmas music already on. And they told me that Christmas music was their favorite music, and they really loved the fact that they could listen to Christmas music as they were buying their house. It meant something to them. And so it was inspirational for them to be able to remember the house, the Christmas music, and so forth. But again, an unusual place to find inspiration for something to implement in a real estate closing. Who would think going to your dentist would provide you with an inspirational thought that you can now implement that at your real estate closing office? And then the third and final thing that inspired us was Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A universally is recognized as one of the best businesses in the country. They do things the right way. Go to a Chick-fil-A versus going to a McDonald's is night and day. And it amazes me how an industry can, a fast food industry can do such a good job at customer service because that's not something we typically uh, associate with fast food. But if you ever notice that when you say thank you to someone at Chick-fil-A, they always respond back with, my pleasure. And to me, that's the most perfect response you ever can say to somebody when somebody thanks you. Your welcome is okay, but it does not have the same connotation, the same feeling as it was my pleasure to do that for you. And so I have personally adopted saying that. It's not necessarily a firm thing that we've adopted, but I've adopted that because like Chick-fil-A says, they, and like they do, they want their clients to know that it truly is a pleasure to serve their clients. And so when a real estate agent says thank you to me or a client says thank you to me, I always say it's my pleasure because I want the person to know that it was my pleasure to work with that agent or to work with that uh, particular client. They had the ability to choose any real estate attorney they wanted, but yet they chose Blair Cato. And so for that, I'm extremely grateful and I want them to understand it. I don't think anything else says it better. So here at Blair Cato, I've taken something from a fast food restaurant and implemented it into part of what we do and what I do is branding. So as you can see, I've gotten my inspiration from three things. One, a trip to Williamsburg. Two was a trip to the dentist office. And three, a trip to the fast food restaurant of my choice. The point I'm making is you can find your inspiration in a billion different areas whether it's a trip or a restaurant or another business. Be on the lookout. Be alert to what other businesses are doing. Even if it's not a brick-and-mortar business, think about how your business 
is treated when you're working with some businesses online versus others. You know, there's a ton of business studies about how the shoe company Zappos does things. It's very different. It's very unique. What could you learn from seeing how Zappos does its business, how it does its marketing? Is there something that you can use in how they do their business in your business? Quit being a cheaper version of the top agents in your town. Quit copying what they do. Create your own brand. Create your own vision. Create your own message. And get inspired by looking at other businesses and other places. It could be your doctor's office. It could be your dentist's office. You could learn something literally from the guy who cuts your grass. Or a car repair shop. Every business in our country has to figure out a way to get clients in the door. And everybody has a unique unique way of doing that. So look for the inspiration in other businesses, and you'll be surprised of how many wonderful ideas, such as having your own beer, having iPads in a closing room, saying, my pleasure. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to find and come up with these wonderful ideas that apply to what you do. Try to figure out the best way to reach and serve your customer by looking at how other industries reach and serve their customers. Find that inspiration. As Bob Trey stated in the end of their article, don't be afraid to think outside the box and try new things. Sometimes the most successful marketing campaigns come from unexpected sources of inspiration. Blair Cato is living proof of that. My final thought is, if you try something that doesn't work, fine. It's okay. Take the chance. Go back. Try something else. But spend the rest of this year, first part of next year, looking at the businesses that serve you the ones that you like to go to, see how they market to you, see how they interact with you, and see how you can take that as inspiration, put your own spin on it, and make it part of your business. All right, I hope that was somewhat helpful to you guys, and I hope that everyone has a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a Happy New Year. Again, we are very thankful for everything that you do to support Blair Keto and Dish and Dirt. And we look forward to 2024 being your best year ever in real estate and us partnering with you to help get you to where you want to be. Y'all have a wonderful weekend, great holiday season, and we'll see you back in 2024.